Welcome to the Healthy and Aligned Podcast. So, in today's episode, we take a deep dive into the topic of growth and growth mindset. And it's also month number one of my aligned year. You are at the right spot to take a 360-degree look at your life and start designing the life that you dream of. I will share more about my aligned year later in this episode. This episode today gives you a foundational understanding of comfort and growth zones, what it takes to go from one to the other, the magic of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, including a brief baseline quiz to check your current mindset. And then we dive into strategies that shift that mindset, potential roadblocks you might see, and in the end, finally, how to set yourself up for living in a growth mindset long-term. Growth is inevitable. I said it before, and I'll keep saying it. You always grow. Whatever you do daily, whatever you spend most of your time with, this is where you grow. Things you do repeatedly, activities you do even though you don't feel capable of doing, all this is shaping you into the person you are today. The main question is, however, are you growing into the person that you want to be? Do you spend your time doing things that shape you into your ideal future self? And why is this important? Firstly, if you want to actively create and shape your life and your future, you need to believe that you actually can do that by making choices that your future self would do. You will slowly merge into her. If you don't put intention into the small details of your everyday life, you are giving away control and you're passively influenced by what your environment asks of you or what it pushes you to do. Personal growth and personal development, that's just the umbrella term for you believing in yourself, taking action towards growth and becoming the person that you desire to be. We have all heard of the term comfort zone, or better, we heard about leaving the comfort zone. But what does it mean? Well, your comfort zone is where you do things that you know about. It's the things that you do all the time. They don't challenge you. You don't need to put too much effort into it to be successful. It's everything what we are familiar with. And sometimes we don't like all of that. But at least we know exactly what we don't like and how to properly complain about it. The funny thing is, the comfort zone might be cozy, But quite often, we actually don't really feel comfortable in it. Like, really. We see that there is something else out there that might be for us. It's just not inside your comfort zone. And the problem is that outside our comfort zone, that's where the fear zone is. That's where we don't want to go. That's what is referred to when we say, outside my comfort zone. It's a scary, scary place. Yet... It's only a transitional place, because if we dare to go there, we soon get into what is called a learning zone. 
That's where we try to figure out how things work. We experiment, we make mistakes and slowly but surely we learn and we get better. Eventually, we do enter the growth zone where we can add this new activity, that new thing that we just learned to the list of the things we can do. That means that it will move into our comfort zone. So basically, by leaving our comfort zone, we are actually, over time, enlarging our comfort zone. An example from my own life is recording myself for social media. Pointing a camera in my face is definitely not inside my comfort zone. For years, I have actively avoided cameras. Didn't matter if photo or video... Basically, there is little photo or and, and videographic evidence of me for the last probably 15 years. But now, even though I don't want to record myself, I kind of do want to record myself. There are so many great benefits of it for me as a coach. And it's very important for me to make myself seen, allowing clients to figure out if they actually vibe with me. Also, there's only so much I can put into a graphic or into a photo post as opposed to the things that I can share on video. An example for that would be the tapping videos that I post on Instagram. So as of the recording of this episode, which is uh, June 2022, I step into my fear zone every time I turn the camera on me. And that is totally okay. I know I need to pass this, this time of discomfort and uncertainty where I make tons of mistakes and I have the wrong camera angle, shitty lighting and so on. But I know that's how I will get better at it. Eventually, I hope it will feel less awkward. I will figure out my best angle and hopefully, maybe, maybe it'll even get fun one day. So my goal is to create impact and videos are a powerful tool to do that. So I take the fear over blocking myself to share what I want to share. I mentioned earlier that to be able to transform, you need to believe that you actually can change. And that is what is called a growth mindset. The term was coined by Dr. Carol S. Dweck in her book Mindset, and now it's a commonly used term for it. A growth mindset basically means that you assume that your intelligence, your personality, your skills, they can evolve and improve if you put effort into it. With a growth mindset, you trust that you can be whoever you want to be when you put your mind to it. And in contrast to that, there is a fixed mindset. And people with a fixed mindset assume that your intelligence, personality, and skills are predetermined at birth or something. You are who you are and that's that. So everyone is set with a specific level of intelligence and even with hard work, you can't really change that. You might get a little bit better, but there is a limit to what you can do. And I know, when I say it like that, you might think, oh, I don't have a fixed mindset. We all learn during our life. Yes, that's true. But yet, we all have areas in our life where we sport a fixed mindset. 
for example, I used to say, I'm just not good with numbers. And I accepted that as a truth. Numbers was nothing that I could really get better at, even if I worked hard at it. At most, I could become mediocre. And even that would cause me a lot, a lot of effort. So thinking about it this way, what is this for you? What do you believe that you're just not good at or that you're not meant to ever understand? Let's do a quick baseline check to see where you generally stand on the fixed versus growth mindset scale. I have five statements for you and yes, I use five on purpose so you can use your fingers of one hand to count. So put one hand up so that all five fingers are spread. With each statement, you get to keep the finger up or you need to lower it. You'll get the hang of it once I start. You know how it works. So let's start with the first statement. I hate to fail. So if you agree with the statements, put one finger down. If you disagree, keep your finger up. Next. The success of others inspires me. If you agree with this, keep your finger up. If you disagree, put one finger down. I love a good challenge. If you agree, keep your finger up. If you disagree, put one finger down. Champions and celebrities are like superheroes who are just born different from me. You agree? Well, put one finger down. If you disagree, keep your fingers up. And last statement. One person's success is another person's failure. What do you think? Do you agree? Then put your finger down. If you disagree, you can leave your finger up. So, how many fingers are still up? How many are down? The more fingers that are up, the closer you are to a general growth mindset. If you ended up with a fist, it means that you are deep in a fixed mindset. And if that's you, don't fret. It's okay. It's cool. The cool thing about mindset is that we can shift them. And that is what we will talk about next. Remember, we all have areas with a growth and others with a fixed mindset. But we mostly gravitate in one direction for the majority of what we do. So if you find yourself more in a fixed mindset, let's do a proper mindset shift. And for that, we first need to know when and where the fixed mindset shows up for you. That is step one. Which situations, which topics, skills, behaviors. Try to investigate it as much as possible. I can give you an example of my life again. So I haven't driven a car in a while, probably around, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years. When I got my license, I loved to drive and I drove whenever, wherever I could. And then I moved away to study and for about seven years of moving across Europe, I didn't really drive a car. I didn't have one. Maybe I drove once in a while when I was home for Christmas, but not really. And then I moved back to Germany. This time I moved with my partner and he has a car and he loves to drive. And even though I did drive once in a while, 
we kind of got into the habit that he's the driver. And that's how I ended up kind of unconsciously giving up on driving. By now we sold the car because we don't really need it. However, every time we go on holiday and we get a rental, I get nervous. I refuse to drive. I tell myself that it's been way too long and I don't trust myself driving anymore. I immediately move into a fixed mindset and I just refuse to drive. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of making a mistake or of looking stupid while driving or being too hectic or I don't, I don't know, whatever. I'm just scared. I get completely tense and I cross my arms and just simply say no. It's somewhat ridiculous, I see that. And the thing is, I know that I can drive. I don't think I have actually forgotten how to drive. No. Yet, somehow these situations move me right into a fixed mindset where I behave like a toddler, going completely into refusal. And trust me, I'm not proud of it. But that's what happens. You know... There is this part of me that would love to be so confident to just get into the rental and enjoy the freedom of driving a car. The thing is, I used to love it so much. So, yeah, I guess since I now told this story here, I cannot really get around driving in the next rental car and sort of maneuver myself out of my fixed mindset by simply just doing it and driving the car. The second step of your mindset shift is to recognize your patterns. So you observed when your fixed mindset shows up, the situations or the environment or the people. Now look at all those in their totality. Is, is there something that they have in common? Could be that it shows up when you're super stressed or when you have too many things on your plate. It could be specific people who sort of catapult you into a fixed mindset either because it seems they're just too good at anything and you feel your shortcomings and you're exposed when you are with them or at least you feel exposed when you are with them and rather than being inspired by them you kind of withdraw into your shell and think I can never be as good as them anyways why try It'll make me look like an idiot. Or it could be the opposite. And the person just rains on your parade and comes in with their own fixed mindset, telling you that you'll never be able to do this or do that. I have observed this especially in relationships, where one partner keeps the other one small because unconsciously they are scared of the other's greatness. And instead of working on themselves, deal with their own demons, they block their partner. And this way they don't have to work on their own beliefs or their own shortcomings. Take some time to look at this carefully. What is the common denominator in your environment that moves you into a fixed mindset? Of course, it could be more than one. And also think about the opposite. When do you feel like I can totally get there. I can totally do this. When, where, maybe which person elevates you into a growth mindset. On to step three. Name the shift you see. You now know 
when it happens and you know how you feel about it. But how do you react? And yes, we're still observing and analyzing our own behavior. So what do you do in these situations? Do you withdraw? You get quiet and upset? Or do you get angry, confrontational, pushy? Maybe you're scared, insecure, intimidated. Or maybe overly confident, defending that this is just not who you are and brush it off, cool like a cucumber. What is it that you do? How do you react? Another good indicator is how you react to feedback and hopefully constructive criticism. Do you soak it up? Then you think about it, what it means and what you want to do about it. Or do you get offended and feel like this is a vicious attack against you as a person? Me, I show two patterns, mainly. And it kind of depends who I'm with. So the first one, it's mainly if I'm among friends or acquaintances, and that's the overly confident type. I'm too cool for school attitude. I just say something like, I just don't enjoy being in the water. Or... I don't need to be in the spotlight. Let the others have it. Now that I say it out loud, I feel the last one is sort of passive-aggressive. Oops. Then the other pattern is that I turn into a nervous Bambi. Like a Bambi at the verge of getting hostile when pushed. Oh my. So I withdraw, get very quiet, and I hope that I just don't need to leave my comfort zone. And I'll stay in that state until the moment passes. However, if someone pushes me or if I'm pressed by others to do it, even though I don't feel like doing it, I get somewhat aggressive and my shyness turns into pushback. So there you have it. We all have this one way or the other. And it's fine. It's normal. I don't feel proud of myself when I tell you this, but it is necessary to be aware of it, to actually be able to transform my own mindset and to stop my self-sabotage in this. Now, the last step of the mindset shift. We'll now finally get to replace the fixed mindset with a growth mindset. So this is a moment where you get active and you actually do more than just observe and analyze. The questions here are, how do you want to react instead? How do you want to show up in these situations? that make you feel small or make you feel incapable, limited? Who do you want to be instead? What needs to happen for that to take effect? No, it's not just about avoiding the people and situations that push you into a fixed mindset. Because in my book, that would actually be a hidden case of a fixed mindset. Instead, trust that you are able to change your mindset. Believe that you can manage to live in a growth mindset in situations and with the people that were your fixed mindset triggers earlier. But how do you do that? Well, as with everything else, by practicing. The moment you notice a fixed mindset creeping up and you will now get an awareness about it just because you listen to me going on and on and on about it, you point it out. Realize that you are blocking yourself in this moment. No situation, no person, no project can do that to you. 
Only you can do this to yourself. But that also means that you get to change it. Yay, you have the power. And now replace the fix with a growth mindset. Tell yourself that you actually can do this with some effort and some dedication. And yes, I know this is easier said than done. Or is it? You'll be surprised what knowledge about this topic and a conscious effort to observe your mindset every day, what it can actually do to the way that you think. So try this, do this mindset shift, observe, and then see what happens. Let's talk about potential roadblocks on your way to embracing a growth mindset in your life. As I said, we all have limiting beliefs, we all have fixed mindsets in one area or the other. A limiting belief can be a really annoying roadblock. They can block our ability to just assume a growth mindset. They tell you something is not possible. You need to be realistic or maybe you've tried that before and you failed. Or those beliefs warn you of the consequences if you embarrass yourself in front of others. And sometimes they say, what would happen if you actually succeeded? Your life might change. What if you lose yourself in that change? So these limiting beliefs are there. And if you spot one, write it down. And then journal on it. Where does this come from? When did you have this belief for the first time? Which belief do you want to have instead? Is this actually your belief or is it maybe someone else's belief that you just adopted? So once you wrote it down, once you journaled on it, I recommend that you tap on it. Take either one of my tapping videos or Google some of Gala Darling's or Brett Yates' videos. Trust me, there is a tapping video out there dealing with your issue. So over the course of the next year, we will talk a lot more about limiting beliefs and how you can actually deal with them. Because trust me, they're hidden in all areas of our life. Another roadblock you might encounter is a learning plateau. You did your best with a growth mindset. You told yourself that you will be able to do this if you put effort and dedication to it. And in the beginning, it worked. You did get better. But now you hit a plateau and you can't seem to get any better anymore. And then you might think, maybe this is as far as I can go with this. Or, I guess I'm not made to be a master at this. Or maybe, ugh, I put all this effort and still it's not working for me. This happens. Learning plateaus are super normal and they happen all the damn time. So let's take an example of learning a new language. Because that's one we can all wrap our heads around. In the beginning, every word is new. And you quickly gather a nice collection of words and grammar rules for you to speak and write and understand your first sentences. And then you have that first super basic conversation in the new language. What a milestone. And you keep learning. And once you hit this intermediate level... You feel like you're not really advancing at the same speed as before. Now notice I said you feel like this. The thing is that your progress is just not as visible as in the beginning. 
but you are making progress. The more you use that language, the easier the right words come to you. You make less and less grammar mistakes or you pick up words along the way that make you more precise and more eloquent. But those things are not so visible. It's not like that first milestone of having a conversation in the language. So it feels your learning has slowed down, while instead what happens is that your foundation is being strengthened. A learning plateau doesn't mean that you don't learn anymore. It's just you don't feel like you don't learn as much anymore. So this roadblock is a very common one. And I think it's always worth looking behind the surface of one of those thoughts, of those roadblocks. And then, you know, you learn more about it and it might be already enough to dissolve it. The last obstacle I want to address today is stress and overwhelm. So we pile up the to-dos, we're unable to do all of it. Or we are facing situations we're not equipped to deal with at the time, which could be not enough skill or emotional readiness. So that means we run at overcapacity. We're so occupied with everything that it can become difficult to stay in that growth mindset. There comes a point where everything is just too much and you kind of reach your breaking point. Overwhelm is super real. Yet again, it's nothing that we cannot deal with. When you find yourself overwhelmed, check what has led to this. Is it too much or do you feel ill-equipped to deal with it because you might need to learn more about it? Write it down. Write it down. Journal on it. And then tap on it. I have a tapping on overwhelm in my Instagram, which you can do when you're right in the midst of it. And that tapping slowly moves you out of your stress state into a growth mindset. Now, what can you do to keep you in a growth mindset long term? We just talked about the roadblocks and how to possibly overcome them. But how do you make a growth mindset part of the way that you think? Let's start with the words that you use. Carol S. Dweck, the author I mentioned earlier, she suggests that you add the word yet more actively into your daily vocab. When you think or say that you're not good at something, just simply add the word yet at the end of the sentence. Like when I say, I used to think, I'm just not good with numbers. And now I can say, I'm not good with numbers yet. Or I don't feel safe in the water. Instead, I say, I don't feel safe in the water yet. Or, probably coming up very soon, I'm not confident at driving any car. And now I can say, I'm not confident at driving any car just yet. Adding this word completely shifts your mindset. It opens you up for opportunity. It basically implies that it's only a question of time and of effort until you get better at the thing. And that is all you need at this point. You are reprogramming your brain to think in opportunities and in options rather than in absolutes. And this tiny word, yet, can do magic for your life. I strongly, strongly recommend that you give it a try and use it as often as you can in your daily life. Another thing is feedback. Ask proactively for feedback and listen carefully. With this, 
you show yourself that you want to improve, that you care about getting better and you want to uncover blind spots you might have. A word of caution though with feedback. Not everyone knows how to give proper feedback. So don't get offended when it seems like they attack you or they don't appreciate your effort. Do your best and listen closely what is hidden between the words and sentences. What are they actually saying? And also, please, don't ever take it personal. Usually, when others get offensive, they actually tell you more about their own beliefs and their own triggers than that they say anything about you. And also, the beautiful thing with feedback is, it is up to you what you do with it. You are not obliged to do whatever the other person says. You can think about what you heard, ponder, think, ponder, and then you decide what that means for your own behavior. As an example, when I worked in my corporate job, I received the feedback that I smile too much and that others will probably not think I am professional. So I thought about that. I thought about that a lot. And in the end, I decided that I will definitely not stop smiling because of that. I want to be positive and happy if I feel like it. And I don't want to pretend to be super serious just because. And another thing I want to leave you with in this segment is to embrace challenges. When something is challenging for you, it means that this is an area outside your comfort zone. As I mentioned earlier, recording myself on camera is a challenge for me. It's outside my comfort zone. Yet, instead of dismissing it and saying it's something I'm just probably not good at or I used to tell myself, you're doing so many other things to share your ideas. You don't need to record yourself. Now I say to myself, I love me a good challenge. If I do this, I can only get better at it. And over time, I know I will figure out how to do it better. I tapped on it and I will tap on it in the future and I'm getting to the point where my ambition is tickled and I really want to do it now. I'm ready to face that challenge and overcome it over time. One last thing and word of caution. When I talk about moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, I ask you to please use your own discernment and understanding of the situation. Fear is something that can be a very good compass to keep us out of danger. So don't just assume that you are in a fixed mindset when you're fearful and that you need to force yourself to do the thing anyways. Always be mindful of your environment and please, please protect your own safety. So one mantra, which I have learned from Sahara Rose, and I use it all the time whenever I'm in doubt if I'm self-sabotaging and just blocking myself, or if I actually should be careful and protect myself. And that mantra is, does it feel expansive or contractive? Does it feel expansive or contractive? So are you nervous about it because it's outside your comfort zone, but actually doing it would make you feel amazing about yourself and open up new opportunities for you? That is expansive. Or does it feel contractive and doing it scares the bejesus out of you and you feel unsafe, you're even panicked. That is contractive. So trust your intuition. Always, always trust your intuition. 
I hope you enjoyed all of these insights about personal growth, the growth mindset and everything else about it. And this episode is actually a part of my signature program. As I said earlier, it's called My Aligned Year. So it's a year-long journey to your own healthy and aligned living. We have a focus topic for each month and growth is the topic of the first month. Yay! (laughs) I'm so excited about it. The other parts of the program are shared on my Instagram. So that's at Zen and Green. And on my newsletter, you can find the sign-up link in the show notes. I love to see you here on this journey with me. And as you can tell from what I shared in this episode, I'm doing everything with you. So you're not alone. If you want to connect, if you have any questions about this, or you want to share your thoughts or ideas with me, you can find me on Instagram at Zen and Green, or you can just simply send me a good old email at lisa at zenandgreen.com. I wish you a beautiful day. Bye.